0: If you were to read the book The Wizard of Oz, and maybe you have, or maybe you've seen the movie, do you think the author of that book wants you to believe that the Wicked Witch of the West is good or wicked? (laughs) You might think that's kind of a dumb question. Um, Obviously, wicked. That's very, very clear. And how do you know that? Because you read the book and the author is communicating something very, very clear. If you read uh, any of the books in the Harry Potter series, uh, would you expect that in those books you're going to find advice on how to change the oil in your car? Well, no, of course not, because the books don't address that. Um, And so you shouldn't go there looking, looking for anything. um, If you were to read a biography on Peter the Great, who was a ruler in Russia during the 1600s and 1700s, would you expect that that book is going to celebrate the presidency of Abraham Lincoln? No, of course not, because the author isn't talking about that. You, uh, You read a book and you know what the author is talking about and the content of the book is very, very clear. This week we are, we're going to be talking about one particular book. And we're going to be talking about one particular area of content in that book. And the question we're going to be asking is, does this book speak very clearly on this particular area of content? And the book that we're going to be talking about is the book that is known as the Bible. And the piece of content we're going to be talking about is homosexuality. And the question we're going to be asking is, does the Bible speak very clearly on homosexuality, identifying whether it is good or whether it is evil? And uh, does it do that in particular to how we talk about it and how it applies in today's world? I am not going to be trying to uh, convince anyone that they should read the Bible or that they should even respect the Bible or that they should even believe the Bible. Instead, we're just going to look at the basic content of what the Bible teaches and answer the question, does it speak clearly? What does the content say? Because we know, we know how to identify clear meanings from the content of books. Wizard of Oz, Harry Potter, biographies, different things like that. So, I'm going to run through a couple of different Bible passages that talk, that address homosexuality in the Bible and just give you some insight. I'm going to give away the answer right away. And I'm going to tell you that the Bible does address homosexuality very specifically. And it does very specifically identify homosexuality as a sin. And these are the passages, uh, there are some passages here that I want to read that talks about that first one is from 1 Timothy, chapter 1, uh, verses 8 to 10, where it says, We know that the law is good if one uses it properly. We also know that the law is made not for the righteous, but for lawbreakers and rebels, the ungodly and sinful, the unholy and irreligious, for those who kill their fathers or mothers, for murderers, for the sexually immoral, and for those practicing homosexuality, for slave traders and liars and perjurers, and for whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. Obviously the phrase that jumps out there is the phrase, those practicing homosexuality. And if you go back into the Greek language, which the New Testament was written in, was written in Greek, it seems that the Apostle Paul who wrote that letter may have invented the word that, uh, that is translated there as those practicing homosexuality, where he took two words that were otherwise well-known, the word for male, as in male opposed to female, and the word for bed. And he just put those two words together to say, males who share a bed with each other. And, uh, and after, this, um, after this was used in other literature outside of the Bible, it seems that that word was picked up and in every case where it's used in literature outside the Bible, it always refers to same-sex intimacy. So, Paul is not speaking positively about those who practice homosexuality. The next passage is from the book of Romans, chapter 1, where it says, Therefore God gave them over in the, sin, gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the Creator who was forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. So what Paul is saying is that men and women, they abandoned the natural way that God created things Related to intimacy between a man and a woman. The next passage is from the book of Jude, Jude 7. In a similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. They serve as an example of those who suffer the punishment of eternal fire. And the key word there is the word perversion. Um, Perversion back then was would have been a in. Uh, literature outside of the Bible, it was a slang term that was always used for same-sex intimate relationships. And so Jude connects it with Sodom and Gomorrah in the Old Testament. Then a couple of verses from the uh, book of Leviticus from the Old Testament. Do not have sexual relations with your neighbor's wife, and defile yourself with her. Do not give any of your children to be sacrificed to Molech, for you must not profane the name of your God, I am the Lord. Do not have sexual relations with a man, as one does with a woman, that is detestable. Do not have sexual relations with an animal and defile yourself with it. And the reason, the reason I read all these verses together is because some will say, well, passages in the Old Testament, they no longer apply. And so even though that verse that says, uh, do not have sexual relations with a man as one does with a woman that is detestable, even though the content of that is crystal clear, some will say that, well, in the Old Testament, you can just disregard anything the Old Testament says. But to be completely consistent with that, you would also have to say, also disregard the other ones. You know, say, do not have sexual relations with your neighbor's wife. I don't think anybody is going to say that that's a good idea. Or do not, uh, do not give any of your children to be sacrificed to Molech. There are no groups out there who are saying, Well, that's a good idea. We should really support child sacrifices. Or we should really support sexual relations with animals or anything like that. And I only bring it up for that reason. That there needs to be some consistency in how we, in how we talk about it. One more passage. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 10. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is that same word that we talked about earlier, the one that the Apostle Paul took, the word for male and the word for bed, and he, and he put it together and he says very, very clearly that homosexuality is one of many sins that will keep a person out of heaven. And the key point I want to emphasize there is that it's one of many sins. Is that the Bible puts homosexuality on the same level as being greedy, getting drunk, uh, slandering somebody, talking down with somebody. It's It's one of many sins. Someone might also say, you know, it's one of many sins that Jesus never talked about. And that's true. If you look for just the places in the Bible where Jesus himself speaks, Um, People will say, Jesus never condemned homosexuality. And that's true. But the reason he didn't, it seems, is because he felt he didn't need to. Time and again, when somebody asked Jesus, what does God say? What does the Bible say? You know, what does God say? What does God want me to do? Jesus responded by saying, well, what does the Bible say? What do you read in Scripture? Because Jesus believed that God's word is all of Scripture. All of it. Um, And so he didn't feel he needed to address every topic. And it is one of many topics that, and one of many sins that, that he doesn't address. But scripture does put homosexuality on the same level as so many other sins that don't get as much attention these days, but God gives it equal attention. And then one more Bible passage related to all of these things and how we talk about all of these sins that can keep any individual out of heaven if they are practicing them. And that's from the book of Hebrews. Where it says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, As we talk about this, as we consider this, as individuals deal with it in their own lives and in their own families, it is a topic that often reveals many of our weaknesses in a lot of different ways. Our weaknesses in loving God and loving one another and and what that looks like in our lives and how we do that the best. But with any of our weaknesses, that passage reminds us that when we come to Jesus, we will always receive mercy and we will always find grace. Mercy is God looking at our hurts and responding in love. Grace is God looking at our mistakes and responding in love. Always responding in love. And however, whatever hurts, this topic is revealing in your life or in anybody else's. This week we're going to take a look at how God's mercy and God's grace give us guidance on how to move forward in the best ways. Hey, what's up everyone? Pastor Mike here from Time of Grace. Thanks so much for checking out this podcast. We certainly would love this message to reach more and more people. So if you wouldn't mind rating and reviewing this podcast, it would bring it to more people's eyes and we pray this message into more people's hearts. Thanks for your support and we'll talk to you soon.